podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? I'm so happy to be here with you all, and we're going to talk about advocacy today and how that relates to your pleasure and some things you can do. And what kind of came up for me in discovering this topic was just this whole idea of advocating for yourself. Recently, I've just been dealing with some health stuff and some physical stuff, which you know that constantly keeps being my, uh, my, I don't want to say struggle, my challenge in life, right, is, is helping myself with some health stuff and with my body and learning truly how to advocate for feeling better in my body, whether that's speaking up at a doctor's office, whether that's speaking up in my personal life with, uh, you know, my children or my partner or even you know talking looking at my business and reminding myself like I have to be an also an advocate for myself in my own business even though I am the owner of my business to remember to take care of myself and to really be there for anything that comes up with my body and advocate for the health of my body now what we're going to be talking about today is pleasure advocacy, which is a bit different. But I love this idea of us all learning how to be ambassadors for women's sexual pleasure. And I mean pleasure in general as well, because as you know, and as I've talked about on this podcast, they go hand in hand, really learning how to prioritize pleasure and flip that whole narrative and bringing more pleasure of all forms into our life is going to help you create a container so that it's easier to tap into your sexual pleasure. And in this episode, I really want us to talk about how we can become a pleasure advocate for ourselves, like how you can do that for yourself. And we're going to be calling that pleasure self-advocacy. I want it to be like, is it self-pleasure advocacy? But then that would indicate that's just about self-pleasure. So pleasure self advocacy, and then pleasure advocacy in general, which is really not a piece that we tend to talk about a lot on this podcast, but I think that this makes such a big difference when we think about, okay, yes, I want to advocate for myself. Yes, I want to advocate for my own sexual pleasure and my own pleasure in general, but how might I open up this discussion beyond just me, because that's when we really see the shift. And what that's going to do is also make it easier for you to advocate for yourself. It is you being a pleasure advocate out in the world does have a self-serving purpose. It is helping other women. It is helping our world at large and not just women, but all people. And also that is going to impact and make it easier for you to also to experience more pleasure because then we have more resources. We have more education. We are normalizing conversations, but again, we'll get more into that. 
I'm jumping ahead. So let's talk about what the official definition of being an advocate is. So being an advocate is someone that pleads a cause. They're pleading this cause, they're speaking up, and they're acting out on someone else's behalf. Now, when it comes to pleasure, the cause we are making a case for is sexual pleasure, of course, prioritizing it, making it a regular part of your life rather than an afterthought. That's what we're doing when we're becoming an advocate for pleasure. But first, can we just understand the reason that you would even want (laughs) to learn to become a pleasure advocate for yourself and for others? And that's because you're worth it. It's because all women are worth it. This is our birthright. I mean, I've talked a lot about the benefits of pleasure and sexual pleasure so many times on this podcast, and I'm not going to go over it again, but for real, it is time. It's time for you to see that you can include this part of you and it doesn't have to be something you resent or you reject or you feel shame around. Like you don't have to feel broken anymore or alone in your struggles. Pleasure can be the answer to so many things for you to help you become resilient in your life. And simply because it's just part of who you are. So we can either embrace our sexual pleasure or we can shy away from it and pretend it isn't there. And for women, this is like a double, like you have to, and I don't want to put this another have to, but we can, right? We have this choice. It is time. We have been taking the toll for so long, working hard, giving, 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 and forgetting to practice receiving, forgetting to practice opening, you know, fueling our lives by all the shoulds rather than I get to, I want to, I can giving our time, our attention, and our bodies. And it's really, truly time to flip it around, to let pleasure be our fuel, our medicine, to see that we are all so worth it just because you're here on this planet. Every woman is. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. (laughs) But you get it. We're all worth it. It is our birthright. And it is time for us to truly take a stand to advocate for ourselves and all the women in our lives. So let's talk a little bit about the self-advocacy piece first, and then we're going to dive in more to just how to advocate in general for the community. So I have divided pleasure self-advocacy into three parts. Number one is educating yourself about what you don't know. (laughs) This is really, really important because guess what? Most of us don't know a lot. Number two, knowing yourself knowing your mind, knowing your turn-ons and your turn-offs. And number three, asking and knowing how to get what you want. Okay. So number one, educating yourself about what you don't know. Listen, (laughs) we all know that the sex education department is seriously lacking. And it's not just for adolescents, but for all of us, whether you're 30 or 75, like we just don't have a lot of this education around. Most of the education that we received as young adults, children, was around STDs, not getting pregnant, maybe some basic anatomy, perhaps how to use 
feminine hygiene products, right? But we don't really know. We were never educated about pleasure, about what our genitals and how they can be touched and how they can be turned on and how to receive and learn pleasure. We have never been educated on these things. And in order to really speak up about it, we have to also know what parts of our body are involved, how to access sexual pleasure, what orgasms are, what desire is, all of it. Most of this stuff I talk about on the podcast. So if you're a regular listener, you're already way ahead of the game. (laughs) You know so many of the myths about orgasms, what our goals are, what desire is, what pleasure is, all of those sorts of things. And also just in my coaching programs in general, I do spend a big chunk of time really starting to dive more into like, what are these long held beliefs and what is our general knowing and education around around orgasm and desire and just female ge- like anatomy in general and how to access pleasure because this is really important we haven't been taught so make sure that you get educated however you're going to do that reading books listening to this podcast joining my program or maybe another program out there uh you know researching it on your own googling it youtube videos whatever it is just make sure that you are educating yourself because knowledge is power knowledge will help you understand so much more about what is holding you back from your sexual pleasure. Also, I think it is really important to get educated on the brain, (laughs) not just educating yourself on your genitals. Now, obviously I'm biased because number one, I'm a neuroscience nerd and I love this stuff way more than the average person out there, but (laughs) that shouldn't take away from the fact that the brain is crucial in our sexual pleasure and desire. And learning how your brain impacts your pleasure is key. Like how old traumas and beliefs can surface and shut your body down. How to navigate and get yourself into a more easeful space so that pleasure is possible. How perhaps your overall view of men in general has tainted the way that you're approaching and loving connection with your own partner, with your own significant other. These are the things that we want to educate ourselves on, on our physical bodies, on our genitals, on our nervous system, on our traumas, on our brain, so that we can have more knowledge and understand what are the key elements we're dealing with here when we are really making a case and going after, right? Going after pleasure for ourselves, going after sexual pleasure. Again, if you're a listener to this podcast, you're already getting a huge amount of this education. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this <laughs> this episode, you already are. But if there's some place that you feel like there's a hole or there's lacking, remember that knowledge is power. The more that you know about your nervous system, the more that you know about your brain, the more that you know about your genitals, the more that you know about sexual pleasure, all of these things are going to help you be able to pursue it for yourself. Okay, then number two, knowing yourself. Woman, you've got to understand yourself. I mean, really, truly understand yourself. Like, 
Why don't you want it anymore? What are you convinced must change for you to get it on? Like really, truly be honest with yourself and not from a place of judgment, just but like, I'm on a mission to understand myself more fully, to know thyself, as we say, right? To understand those habits, those obstacles that are getting in the way of you and your pleasure. Like take a look at what you might think are the outside obstacles, right? Your kids, privacy, not having a lock on your door, maybe your partner being clueless, right? Then what are the obstacles in your mind? What are some of the past beliefs that you're bringing into the bedroom with you around shame? What are the obstacles that you might have around the way that you look at your body, that you view your own body? Like, why don't you feel gorgeous and sexy? And then we also are understanding what's going on with us physically. What are some habits that you notice are happening during to sex, leading up to sex, that are getting in the way of you becoming aroused, that are part of your arousal process? Are these helping with your sensual pleasure or not? Like really, really, truly give yourself permission to study yourself to know your brain, to know your body, to understand your emotional state, all the things that are surfacing, whether that's resistance or desire, know when you are turned on and why you think that might be the case. Know when you're holding yourself back and why that might be off the case. Knowing what turns you on and what turns you off. (laughs) This is part of it. This is part of becoming a like the pleasure advocate for yourself is knowing and understanding yourself, knowing and understanding what takes you out of the moment. All of these are part of your own self-study. And this entire self-study is going to help you tremendously in being able to advocate for yourself. Because then you're going to know kind of where you stand. Then you're going to know what your next step is. Then you're going to know how, which leads to our third step, to get what you want, which is this step is really about asking and speaking up for yourself because you understand your own boundaries, but you also understand what you need. So let's see that, okay, you've educated yourself. You understand that the stress cycle is not the best container for pleasure. Then as you're studying yourself, you begin to notice patterns. You begin to notice the type of things that catapult you into the stress cycle. Then that leads us to this third step of being able to get what you want and advocating for yourself. Oh, okay. So I need to be able to create some time on my calendar to be able to get out of the stress cycle, to put my hand on my heart, to take a bath, to take a nap, to go on a walk, to dance or shake it out, to really help myself get out of this stress cycle so that I can create more space for ease, for calm, and then to connect with pleasure and then to connect with sexual pleasure with myself or with my partner. We understand these boundaries in the place of understanding ourselves, and then we learn what it is we actually need to speak up about. Like what is taking time on your calendar? And if you are wanting more pleasure, you can see what's taking priority over 
your pleasure, over your ease, over your satisfaction. So knowing how to get what you want and knowing how to like speak up and advocate for yourself isn't just about asking your partner to do something in the bedroom or to stop doing something. This is, of course, part of it. We do want to advocate for speaking up in the bedroom, but it's also learning that maybe you just need to call up and ask your mom or ask a friend to watch the kids so that you can have some alone time, whether that's alone time with yourself or alone time with your partner. It might be that you need to learn how to plan differently for a launch that you have in your business so that you aren't riled up and so tense and in this state of complete like stressed out frazzled person (laughs) so that you can have that space and that pause in between to take a deep breath, to connect back with yourself, to connect back with your partner. These are part of advocating for your pleasure. They aren't always the things that we think are happening, right? On the outside, like, oh, well, I just have to speak up and say, I don't really like it when you touch me like that. There is so much more to advocating for your pleasure. And it's seeing your whole life like as this holistic place. And what am I prioritizing right now? And how do I advocate more for my own pleasure? which might be learning how to advocate for your rest, how to advocate for your time, how to advocate for your body so that pleasure becomes part of your life. And then, of course, we want to learn how to speak up in the bedroom. (laughs) This is important. Like exactly what are we asking for here? Let's just be clear. Like if you decided, okay, I want to have sex tonight, are you explicitly asking for it Or are you just coming to bed, not in your old jammies from college, hoping that's enough of a sign for your partner that you're interested? Like, oh, wait, you didn't understand that I wore, you know, my nice pajamas tonight. So that means that I want it, right? We have to learn how to actually explicitly ask for the things that we want. If you decided that sex is something that you do really truly want to schedule, have you sat down with your partner and been like, when is this going to happen? Rather than it being just this passing by comment like, hey, we should put sex on the calendar sometime and just hope that it happens. Learning how to be more explicit with our asks. Being willing to be honest and vulnerable Like, hey, I really want to talk to you about this and sitting down and having those conversations. Hey, I would really like to talk about like trying something new. When's a time we can talk about that? Advocating to ourselves and going to those places that might make you a little nervous. They you know what? This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I might like to try. This is what I notice when my body's shutting down when you say this or you do this. These type of conversations to help you feel safer in your container to pursue your pleasure. And those are going to feel kind of scary at first. That's part of this advocacy is knowing like, oh, I notice I haven't had this conversation because I've been a bit nervous. But I am on purpose now becoming an advocate for my pleasure and speaking up as part of it, even if my voice shakes, even if I'm not really sure how to bring this subject 
up. I am going to learn how to do that. And make these asks on your behalf. Advocating for your pleasure might be learning just how to manage your mind (laughs) so that you can speak up during sex, so that you don't feel so afraid, so that you can feel like it's actually okay to ask, right? These are all part of advocating for your own pleasure. And I think these are the parts that we don't really look at. We're like, oh yeah, sure, I should just speak up. But like when you see how afraid you are to speak up, you learn that managing your mind and seeing what's in there is part of your advocacy journal, journal <laughs> journey. It's part of your advocacy journey, right? Because these are the blocks. These are the obstacles. These are the parts of that step of knowing yourself. Like, oh, I see that this makes me really nervous. That makes This makes me sweat a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to need to spend a little bit of time learning, again, the educating, how to manage my mind so that I can get what I want, so that I can speak up and ask for exactly what you want, right? So that you can see that your calendar is jam-packed and that you want to manage your time differently so that you can be more efficient on your on time and that you're truly creating off time for you to rest, for you to pause, for you to reset, and for you to connect back in with your body and feel that pleasure. So those are the three parts to really becoming a pleasure self-advocate. You advocating and really speaking up on the behalf of becoming a pleasured woman. Seeing that it's truly important and that this thing about pursuing pleasure for yourself is you really are the one who has to take the lead on advocating for yourself. No one else can do it for you. Even if you have the most supportive partner who wants all these things for you and is also advocating for your pleasure, you ultimately are the one who will have to be your biggest advocate or nothing's going to happen because your partner can't know what you like. That's your job. Your partner can't know yourself. Your partner can't know where your mind is holding your back. Your partner can't get you out of the stress cycle, right? To truly understand all of the ways that you're holding yourself back, the habits of the mind, the habits of your schedule, what's keeping you from your pleasure, how to carve out your time. That's your job, That's up to you. And it starts with these three things, educating yourself, knowing yourself, and then learning and asking for what you need, speaking up to your cause for your pleasure. Okay. So now let's talk about becoming an advocate for women's pleasure in general. Now, here's the thing. I don't, me talking about this doesn't mean I think anybody should go out and like start a blog or start a podcast or do a rally or anything like that. Sometimes I think that being an advocate for some type of cause out there takes a lot of time, right? That it's like another job. And that's not what I'm saying. Let's be real. It takes all of us to shift long-held beliefs. This is part of it. This is part of changing things for you, for us, and also for our daughters and all the generations to come. That starts here. And the more we all participate in this conversation at whatever level that looks like for you, the more that we all benefit. 
But again, I don't mean you have to go out and do some big grand gesture. Like if you want to, for sure, by all means, go and do that. But see how it's the very small little things that you can still help you be an advocate for women's pleasure. You can help just by normalizing these sorts of topics. If you have noticed on social media, there's been this huge boom around like just mental health advocacy, right? Like it used to be a taboo topic. We didn't talk about it at all. And now it's so normal to talk about things like anxiety, to talk about mindfulness as a solution. It's so normal to talk about burnout and overwhelm and self-doubt and self-criticism and compare and despair and jealousy and all these things that we experience as human beings that we never openly talked about before. It's all normal now. This didn't used to be the case. It didn't used to be the case at all, but it took a few brave people to start having that conversation. And then it took even more brave people to share that message, to be like, hey, why don't you check out this meme? Or, hey, you should follow this person. Or have you listened to this podcast? Or have you read this book? Or have you read this article about the emotional weight that women carry in the household? It took the sharing, the normalizing the conversation, the opening up of the conversation with the significant others, with the girlfriend, with the sister, with the mother, with the daughter. It took these small conversations for it to be a larger conversation. And you know what happened as a result? There's real conversations that are creating more solutions, that are leading to solutions. People are understanding more and more, and now things are being done about it. Mental health days are a thing. People talk about naps and rest as a thing. Understanding that when our friend says no, we don't have to make it this personal thing that they don't want to come over and help us before a barbecue. It doesn't mean that she doesn't love us, but maybe she needs a minute because she is totally fried. We did that. We did that by being brave and talking openly and sharing resources, sharing posts, sharing videos, sharing articles, sharing books with our friends. Hey, check this out. This is going to explain why we're so tired all the time. We normalized that. And that's how we see such a huge shift with this right now. That's how we're seeing more and more apps, more and more resources, more and more books to help solve this problem because we chatted about it. So when we talk about advocating for pleasure for women It's important to understand that it doesn't take a lot. It could be you simply just sharing, hey, I've been learning about this on this podcast. Hey, I read this book. Hey, have you checked out this post? Have you checked out this reel, this TikTok, this Instagram story? I want you to follow this person because pleasure is your birthright. And I have no idea where you're at with it, but I'm going to share this because I want all women to feel that they're not alone, that they don't have to be embarrassed, that they don't have to carry the shame of where they were socialized when they were younger with them for the rest of their lives. 
that sexuality doesn't have to be so hush-hush that we can talk about it and it doesn't have to be a burden, but it's something that we can all benefit from and it's a huge part of our well-being. So of course I want to share this resource with you. That's how we help one another. That's how we advocate for self-pleasure or not self-pleasure for pleasure in general. I mean, yes, we should advocate for self-pleasure. Duh, it's amazing. But that's how we advocate for this for women. That's how we start to shift this narrative. We stop the stigmatization around it. And that starts with you. That speaking up about sex isn't wrong or it isn't bad. That we can share this stuff. And maybe you're not going to do it publicly, but privately you can share it. Privately, you can share it with your friends. And if you do feel courageous enough, share it publicly. Say, look, I'm not ashamed of this. This is something I want to be talking about. This is something that I truly believe is important, not just for me, but for all of us to understand. We're not alone. We need to stop (laughs) feeling isolated in our experiences. And then, of course, we can speak up in general when we're seeing women being objectified, when it's all about women being objects of pleasure rather than being able to be receivers of it, speak up against rape culture, which to be honest, I'm not going to get too big into that because that's a whole other episode. But really that just seeing that advocating for women's pleasure is our job, all of our jobs as a collective to take the lead on this because it's definitely not going to be done by men right? So of course it's going to be done by us. Of course we're going to lead that way. And that's really powerful because that has a ripple effect. Seeing the importance in this for ourselves, but also as the whole cause. Like I remember at the beginning, uh, before I became a sex coach, when I was just a coach in general and mindfulness was kind of my thing and talking about that all the time, I was really nervous to speak openly about it. But I sat and I was said, I started having conversations. I started, you know, having these women groups and I talk about it there because I really wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to share resources there and what I had learned in my own journey. And like, hey, I see you and you're not alone. And I wanted to normalize that conversation and how important that was. And yes, this is my job. This has become my mission in life. And you obviously might not have that level of passion that I have with it. But I want you just to think about your circle, your close couple of friends, what you have learned, how that has made you feel so much more normalized in your own experience. And yes, is it maybe a little bit uncomfortable to bring it up? But can you imagine if your friend or maybe somebody follows you on social media and you bringing up this subject allows their shoulders just to drop away from their ears, allows them to take a big deep breath and be like, oh, this is a thing. I'm not alone. Pleasure's possible for me. Like what a gift you're giving to that woman by your bravery. Okay, so it's so worth it. You're worth it. We are all so worth it. More pleasure and less of the burnout and the hustle and the grind 
that it is all of our birthrights to really lean more into our pleasure, that we don't have to have this be a hush-hush part of our lives or our bodies, but it can be celebrated. What a gift. So that's what I have for you today. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to share this podcast with you, and I hope it gets you some good pointers to start to become a pleasure advocate, both for yourself and for the women in your world. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and if you haven't started yet, make sure to follow me on social media. Maybe that's your first step for advocating for yourself for your pleasure, for it to be part of your normal news feed to be able to get these little tips and mindset shifts to help you in your own journey, to continue to educate you. And then perhaps it's something you feel like sharing with someone else. Again, I appreciate all of your time and your listening and just understand like it just makes me so happy to know that you're advocating for your own pleasure out in the world and that you are part of this conversation. Okay, have a wonderful week. Talk with you later. Bye.